Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another fantastic episode of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. That was good. Thanks, fellas. I love when y'all in the studio and y'all chime in, even though y'all just chilling and Kamal's doing his note thing and Glenn's doing his audio thing. I love when y'all chime in on that shit for me. <laughs> Sorry. That was good. Uh, so with you, um, I'm one of your co-hosts for this episode, Rohila. Also, you have Kyle Reed. Ready to dive in, Kyle? Let's do it. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is all about expectations, where they come from, why we have them, expectations that others have about us, expectations we have about other people. That's all stuff that we're going to explore uh, you are going to be uh, hearing some direct results of a lot of the expectations around Kyle and I and some of the ways that it's impacted us. So let's just dive in, Kyle. All right. Um, I know before we started recording, you had some fantastic notes. Yeah, so one, yeah, of, the things, so one of the things I wrote do down. It. Yeah, so for expectations, I wanted to brainstorm where we discuss these, these points and, and how we do so. So I wrote down... How do you manage expectations of yourself from others? This will prevent you from feeling like you disappointed someone else. Nobody wants to disappoint somebody, right? Do you mm-hmm. want to disappoint anybody? Not at all. How do you I've manage I've done enough to... of that to my parents. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> um, how would you manage to that? How do you make sure that others' expectations of you are on par with what you can achieve? So you're talking about how, it, if you were saying that to me, mm-hmm. um, you're wondering about the expectations that I have of you mm-hmm. and you not wanting to let me down. Rohit says, Kyle, I want to go for a run. Mm-hmm. Sweet, Rohit, we're doing a 10K this weekend. Let's do it. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, you haven't ran a mile yet. How do you manage that expectation? Because if you don't say anything and you say, yeah, I'll do it. I really want to go for a run. Kyle's invited me to this race. I'm going to do it. Do you think, I won't be disappointed, by the way, if you can't finish a 10K race, but how would you feel if you said, yeah, and you went out to do it, and then you get in a mile and you're like, oh, I can't do this, and you have to turn around and go back? Oh, yeah, that's good. Because I think in a previous episode, you brought that up with Emily as well. How you want her to run with you. You've got some buddies that you run with. Mm-hmm. Um, drawing a blank on his name and his girl. Oh, Nate and Christine or Renee. And uh, you wanted Emily to go. Yeah. But what you guys do is a lot more, you know, longer distances. And, mm-hmm. and Emily was having some hesitation there. Yeah. And I think that's, it's two things, right? So, of course, I would like her to go. But I'm not going to convince her. Because mm-hmm. I, I would like her to want to do it on her own, right? Because I want it to be her decision, not mine. She, her expectation of us is that we're going to run too far and too fast for her. And I try to explain that's not the case. If you're running with me, I'm happy to run at any pace that you want to run at, any distance that you want to run. Because my expectation is not to run 10 miles at an eight minute pace. My expectation then is shifted. It's just to run with you. Yeah. That's what it is. So that's how I change my expectation to get a desired result. My my desired result out of running with Emily is happiness, right? And fulfillment and enjoyment and doing an activity together. 
if I don't change my result, my desired result, when I go with her, I'll be upset. I'll be disappointed. I'll be resentful of her because I didn't get to my goals. So you're talking about if you, uh, there's there's two paths you could have taken. Absolutely. One is the one that you did where mm-hmm. you altered your expectations mm-hmm. of yourself to match hers. Yeah. Oh, well, of the activity, right? Of, of the so activity. My uh, the activity is, is running, right? Yeah. If I go by myself, I have a certain expectation. If I go with someone else, I have a different expectation. Mm-hmm. So it, if I don't shift my expectations... As the activity changes, well, the activity is still the same, but the people involved in the activity change. I'm setting myself up for potential disappointment yeah. of myself or others. Right? Yeah. If I go on a run with somebody and they want to run 20 miles at an eight-minute pace, I can't do that. But if I say, yeah, let's do it, I set myself up for failure. Because I wrote this down earlier as well. Positive expectations does not equal positive results without preparation. Wow, sounds like a Kyle Reed quote coming up on our Instagram sounds, page. <laughs> sounds like it, player. Sounds like it. Positive expectations, I think, are a good thing, mm-hmm. right? And they lead to a positive outlook, but they don't equal preparation. And if you don't prepare, you're not going to get a positive result. So if I have a high expectation of myself, hey, I'm going to go running with you. We're going to run 20 miles at an eight-minute pace. Let's do it. But if I'm not realistic in my expectations of myself and I don't set that person up for realistic expectations of myself, hey, you know what? I've actually never ran that pace. This is what I have ran. I would like to go faster than that. Can you push me? This is where I think I can get to. Mm -hmm. That's a realistic expectation. It's a positive outlook. That also is is preparation to get a positive result. But if I don't say that, I set myself up for failure and I set the other person up for disappointment because now they have an expectation of me that I'm unable to achieve. What, one of the things that I had thought about while you were talking about that was when I go hiking, I'm the slowest guy out there mm-hmm. because I... For me, the journey is what I appreciate. So if you tell me uh, there's there's a mile hike, which and we could do that with our eyes closed, I'll probably go twice as slow as I normally would, because for me it's it's about the journey. I like to stop. I like to be centered, be at peace. I take tons of pictures, so I've got all my photography equipment with me. Um, I'm imagining you with a backpack and a tripod. uh, Totally, totally, yeah. I mean, I'll have to show you some pictures, but one of my favorite places to hike is is Mount Rainier. So lucky to have that in our backyard. Yeah. And there was a friend that I would go hiking with all the time at Rainier, and he would be like, he would go way ahead of me Mm -hmm. and then come back, yell at me for still going slow, and then he'd go back, and it's like, I was like, look, I've told you. Like, now it's on you because I've told you I'm going to go slow. If you want to go fast, if you want to make it about the elevation level that you're reaching or the distance, go ahead. That's not what's important to me. What's important to me is that I get some great pictures, that I am centered, that I'm enjoying just this moment. And that was so, so interesting because 
now whenever I go hiking with someone, I let them know. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to be last because I, I want to enjoy this and, and this is how I do it. Same thing, I went hiking with Amit and Kamal one day. And Amit and I pretty much stayed together. Uh, Kamal was ahead. But then later on, like he joined us and the three of us just walked together and had a good time. Um, that's also if, for our audience at home, if you've ever seen the picture of Amit just twisting the heck out of Kamal's nipple, it's Ooh, from that event. Sexy. Um, Denny Creek. So, yeah, it was by Seattle, right? I was like, yeah. And I think one of the things that we did not talk about ahead of time, you and I, when we came to this episode was about communication. And I think communication is so important because all disappointments are because of unspoken expectations. I, in my head, expect one thing from Kyle. But if I don't tell you that, if I don't tell you what my expectations of you are, you don't know. So you don't know if you're letting me down or if you are matching my expectations or or even how to increase them. We did an episode all about um, friendships. And that episode idea, investing in friendships, came to me because of a conversation that Gummel and I had one day. He just came over and said, can I come over and, and talk to you about something? I was like, yeah. So when he came over and said, I'd like for you to play a larger role in my life, it was such an impactful moment for me because what he was doing is essentially saying, here's where we currently are. I would like to raise the expectations of our relationship. And since then, now we know what we're working towards because we have a baseline. I think that's what happens when you talk to someone about expectations. You're establishing a baseline. Hmm. This is where we are now. This is where we want to get to. You can't raise the bar if you don't know where it's at. Yeah. Same thing with like a girl, you know? How do you know when you get together? If, if you're just hanging out all the time, then how do you know when that level comes? You have to find out and tell us soon. You, <laughs> you have to have a conversation to establish a baseline. You're going to be coming up against one soon yourself. You and Emily have been together for a long time. That talk is coming. It's been coming. You know. We've been having it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and you'll get a nice little surprise in six, five to six months from now. Yeah, when she moves out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. But one of the things that I think is so important, we've, we've talked a lot about circle of influence. Circle of influence is a direct result of expectations. If you want someone to play a larger role in your life, you set that expectation with them. Gummel did that with me. I'd like for you to play a larger role. Cool, let's do it. If we don't express that, say he never came up and talked to me, and I would have no idea, and let's just say he's invited me for coffee. Uh, let's, say, let's say four times he's invited me for coffee. And it just happens on days that I can't make it. And I'm like, oh, Gummel, you know, can't make it. I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm thinking he's just, you know, I got off work early. Let's just call Rohit and see what he's up to. But by talking to me, now I know what his intentions are. And so that's where I think when it comes to expectations and relationships, it's important because there's so many relationships. There's family, there's friends, and then there's the the romantic relationship and the coworker relationship. We have that here. Mm-hmm. With the five of us who are part of this podcast, we've got expectations of each other. 
if all disappointments are a result of expectations, any times there's, there's disappointment, there's two things we can do. One, I can be upset with you, Kyle, for not meeting the expectations that, that we agreed on. Or two, we can revisit those. Hey, here's the expectations. Here's what we want to target. And expectations, just that word we talked about earlier before we started recording, has a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. But I really like the spin that you put on it. Oh, yeah, and we discuss. It, but what you said about disappointment expectation is something that I've always believed for a long time as well, right? That your disappointment is a byproduct of your expectations. And I began to write that down. But I wanted to change it because I realized how negative it was. So I wrote that your outcomes, whether positive or negative, are a result of your expectations. And I think that's pretty important. I wrote something else down. You mentioned the circle of influence and how, how closely it's tied to expectations. I think that exercise, circle of influence, I think it's analyzing expectations that you have of others. Because when you write down some of those names in this exercise, that I think that's what you're doing. You're analyzing what you expect from those people today and what you expect for them to contribute to your life. Mm-hmm. And then once you have that, that data, that analysis, you decide where you want it to go next. So you're assessing the current set of expectations and you're putting where you want that to go. This is what I expect from this person. Is that good or bad? Your expectations of a person are shaped by the actions that person has shown you. You expect me to show up no sooner than six o'clock, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Maybe five minutes or <laughs> yeah. ten minutes at best. Yeah. Your expectation of me is shaped by what I've shown you. Your expectation of me yeah. is shaped by what I've given you. I've given you five fifty-five at best. Mm-hmm. On podcast day, right? Good, bad, or ugly, that's your expectation. Your expectation has shifted. So now you're not disappointed when I show up at 555. Yeah. But had I given you 110% and showed up at 530 every day, 555 is a disappointment mm-hmm. because your expectations are different. So your expectations, whether you like it or not, are shifted by what I continually give you. Yeah. As an Indian, you, I would imagine, can relate a lot to Asian culture. Amit and I have this discussion all the time. Mm-hmm. Indians are Asians. Amit, yeah. We're okay, South Central. I get it. Yeah. You're right. South right? Central Asia. The, 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 the typical discussion is Asian parents have high expectations of their kids. An A is not good enough. It should be an A plus. B plus is not good enough. It should be an A. Mm-hmm. Right? If you continue... To bring forth the same thing, it's still not good enough because that expectation is still at the very top. How do you cope with something like that? Mm-hmm. As a person who's maybe not meeting expectations, yeah. How does how does one cope with that? One of the <clears throat> so, who a long time ago, when I was in elementary school, my parents told me that. If I got straight A's on my last report card, I would get a gaming system. Mm. Super pumped. Get the report card, all A's, one B plus. Mm. 
And so the so my mom got home at at the time my mom would get home before my dad from work and she knew something was wrong with me. I just was quiet and she's like, What's wrong? I was like, I'd rather talk to you and dad together. So my dad shows up and you know, he's like, How's everything going? I was like, Well, can can I talk to you and mom? And I showed him my my report card. I was like, I didn't do it. I, I let you guys down. I got I got a B plus. How did you feel? I felt horrible. I mean, the whole I felt time. the whole time. The Walk whole time. Walk me through it. And um, Walk me through it, if you could. Before you even told your parents, before you showed them. Yeah. What did, do, you, do you recall how you felt? I just, I felt like, because at that point it's too late. I can't do anything about it. So I kept on thinking, like, if I had studied harder, or oh. if I didn't watch as much TV, or if I paid a little bit more attention in this subject, it's affected my whole summer, my, you know, at, at that time, my whole life, Yeah, you know? And even back then, this was in fourth grade, I was self-aware enough to know about disappointments and expectations. So here's the key. My dad tells me, he's like, I've got something in the trunk of the car. Um, I couldn't bring it out. You know, can, can you go get it? So I was like, okay. So I take his keys. I go to the car, open up the trunk. There's a brand new gaming system. I closed the trunk, went in, sat down in the living room where they were. And and he's like, he's excited. Like, he's pumped. He's like, why didn't you bring it in? Let's set it up. Let's, you know, I was like, I let you guys down. I didn't do it. Wow, this weird. I I just, even the, even speaking right now, the, the, like, just the emotion of that event, even though it was just, it was in fourth grade, I still remember it going up to my parents and saying, I let you down. I didn't do it. I promised you guys I would get straight A's and I didn't do it. I don't deserve that gaming system. And they were in shock. They don't, what kid's going to say that, you know? Yeah. And um, it took them a long time to convince me to take it. So even then I took it and I left the box alone for probably about a month. Didn't even open it up. Just sat there. Wow. I just, I remember now. I brought it out and set it on my desk, the box. So I could, without even realizing it, fourth grade, associate this prize that I should have earned with my desk where I study. And because I didn't spend enough time with one, I can't enjoy the other. And it was just that program that I was creating for myself. Looking at that and being like, you know, I don't deserve this. I didn't do it. I told you guys I would do one thing and I didn't do it. And that's what, when it comes to punishment, I feel like a lot of parents do. Well, they'll flip it around and they say, Kyle, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. And that means I had a certain expectation of you and you let me down. And that's like worse than not being punished. But you did that to yourself. I did, yeah. And they were they were like, no, take it, bring it out. My dad wanted to play. <laughs> you met my dad, like yeah. you know. Let's get on this Mario. Yeah. Who knows what? It, I don't know what it was the time. But. Like he wanted to play, and my mom would like. She was sad, and emotionally sad, because she knew that I was emotionally sad, and she'd be like, look, you, did you try your best? just you were proud of you like you did a lot you know take it 
And in my mind, I was like, I told you I would run the full mile, not nine-tenths of a mile. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like with without even like thinking about it, that's one of those key defining moments of my life. That's huge. Oh. This this thing with expectations, they 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 can be negative or positive depending on how we use them. Yeah, I agree. And I think personal development is one of those things to where we talk a lot about these negative terms that society has, and expectations is one of them. Society has gained it as something that's negative. But for those who are starting to become enlightened with personal development, it's empowering. Same thing with the word rules. The majority of the people, when you ask them what's a rule, they say it's self-limiting. It limits you on what you can and can't do. If you ask successful people in life who understand personal development and and have become kind of enlightened with that, they see it as freedom. It's the same thing. It's just the twist that you put on it. Are you going to let it empower you or disempower you? Are you going to let it be positive or negative? How do you see it as freedom? Elaborate. Rules? Yeah. Because the first thing that comes to my mind is guidelines. Yeah. And I'm trying to discover personally whether I have a positive or negative connotation on it. I just feel like it's just it's something that's just there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I have a positive or negative spin on it, but I want to understand how how to use rules as freedom. So so I can change my expectations of rules. Yeah, I can tell you um, that on August 20, no, sorry, on November 10th, <laughs> um, there's going to be an advanced seminar that deals directly with this. Perfect. And so I'm, I'm trying to be careful on, on, because it's... Don't it's, give up the ghost. It's a big portion of, of that event. But think about like a little kid, right? Mm-hmm. If you tell a little kid, okay, I don't want you crossing the street if I'm not home. And they're playing ball in the front yard and, and the ball goes across the street. What's the kid going to do? I can't cross the street. However, I can go around the block, still stay on the sidewalk, and then eventually get there. So whereas other people would think of that as limiting, a child doesn't see it as a limitation. He sees, okay, well, you didn't say I couldn't do that. It's an opportunity to find another way. It's an opportunity to find another way. It's it's not restricting. But when you come across rules, here's a perfect example. And this is one that Anna and I talk about all the time. Both Anna and I drive the speed limit. You don't realize how fast everybody drives until you go the speed limit. <laughs> and then all you're seeing is criminals everywhere. Is that why I think everyone drives so slow? Right? Yeah. Everyone is a criminal at that point because they are breaking the law. They made an agreement with the state that issued them the driver's license. You're saying, I adhere to these rules. And you're breaking them. You're breaking your agreement with the state. You're breaking your word. You're breaking your bond. You're losing credibility, as you said. And it might seem like not that big of a deal. But I can tell you this. Who's the biggest road rage person that we know? Amit. Amit. Right? We've all talked about it. He's brought it on air before. If if you tell Amit and I to go to Seattle in separate cars, he's going to get there maybe 10 minutes before me. I step out of my car. I've got a big smile on my face. I enjoyed the car ride. 
and you look at him and he's first man i was stuck behind this guy and then this stupid person and the, you know and and you've got that anger because in your mind you're always running late if you're speeding if if i can get there 10 minutes early by speed up just a little bit more i can get there 11 minutes early but what that's doing is you're sacrificing time somewhere else now all of a sudden if I'm gonna be there 11 minutes early, that means I've got 11 more minutes to do whatever. Insert activity here. Um, so let's elaborate on that. And, and, I, and I, this is how I tie it back to expectations. You expect a drive to be enjoyable mm -hmm. and peaceful and a simple means to get you from point A to point B. Someone who speeds again, always feels late. They expect a drive to be simply transportation and nothing more than a waste of time. Their drive is a barrier from A to B. Yeah. If you shifted your expectations of your drive and your expectations of the drivers around you and really took a look at what you're doing. If you're the speeder, if you're the person that's changing lanes without putting your blinker on, weaving in and out of traffic. If you realize that your expectations of driving should be the people that you're weaving in and out between and passing if they're going the speed limit, you'll shift blame, quote unquote blame. Yeah. And if you change your expectations of your drive, you can begin to use it to have a positive impact on yourself. Instead of it just being a time waste from Tacoma to Seattle, mm -hmm. it's now an opportunity for me to take in a fantastic podcast. Like the GYST like podcast. Like the GYST podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's just it. Other people want to get to places sooner because they don't enjoy the journey. We just talked about hiking. Mm -hmm. You enjoy the journey. People are so infatuated with a destination that they don't expect to get anything good out of the journey. Yeah, it's 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 a waste of time, essentially. And ends to a mean. Means to an end. Means to an end. Like life. Like life, yeah. People are so infatuated with the end, they don't enjoy the journey. Yeah. And there's this there's term expectations I feel is can be so closely related to entitlement. Mm, okay. Because if, if you have a sense of entitlement, your expectation is if I do the bare minimum, I should be rewarded. We did an episode on, uh, what was it, uh, participation trophies. Oh, yeah, a while back. And, and I think that's so interesting but if we all base our expectations of reward upon the solid foundation of service, how much would it change if we recognize ourselves? Because, again, we go back to one of our favorite sayings on this podcast. We base, um, we base uh, our results off our intentions. Oh, yeah. Or... or and, and we base others based off their results. Yeah, we judge ourselves based on our intentions. We judge others based on their results. Thanks. I was drawing a blank, and it's it's my line, too. You've been drinking. I know. Man, this uh, coffee is getting to me. <laughs> and, um, and, and I think that's so 
important and valuable. Because think about employees. If I didn't hit my numbers, regardless of what happened, what obstacles came up, the company is going to say, nope, you didn't make it. You don't get it. But you don't understand. Like, I would have done it, but this this salesperson was in charge and, and they messed it all up. Did you hit your number? Yes or no? Well, no, but let me, no, you didn't do it. I think that's that's what's important is we need to realize that if others are judging us based off our results, if we don't meet that certain result, if we don't meet their expectations of us, why should we be rewarded? And we can justify it. But again, what's that doing? We're, we're justifying our own inactions or actions. I flipped it around. The expectations my parents had was if I got straight A's, I would get the gaming system. Okay, that's the agreement that I made with them. I didn't live up to the agreement. I didn't earn it. Therefore, I'm not going to accept it. Whereas now I feel people have a sense of entitlement. But but you don't understand. I know I got all C's and I told you I would get A's, but I still should get this gaming system because, you know, I'll, I limited my TV watching to an hour a day. Um, I tried I, really hard. Yeah. You know? It's the teacher. She's got it out for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's it's so interesting how I'm just that expectations expectations that we have of other people expectations others have of us i feel like we covered so much in this powerful episode absolutely i i don't know about you i don't want to step on your toes or or speak for you or anything like that but i feel like i would love a kyle reed's two minute takeaway say what you expect a two minute takeaway from me i do why is that (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Kyle Reed's two-minute takeaway. It's just not the same without It's not the same without Amit. Let's not do that. I'll yeah. do the two-minute takeaway, but this intro thing is just not working for yeah. me. Amit, uh, one of these days when you um, come back and hang with us, we're going to invite you to record the um, introduction to the two-minute takeaway. I like it. So this week's episode was all about expectations. Rohit and I, we, we decided to really dive in. We got some feedback from our listeners. And it, it sounds like you want us to just dive right into the topic. So we're going to continue to do that going forward. So we discussed a lot of things, how we believe that expectations have a negative connotation. But it doesn't have to be that way. Expectations can be positive or negative, And your expectations affect your outlook. But your expectations do not equal results unless you prepare. Uh, another thing we talked about is how you can manage expectations of yourself from others. What do people expect from you? How do you manage that? As well as how you can temper your expectations of others. Shift your expectations so you can shift your outcome. If you want to have a positive outcome and a positive outlook, align your expectations with others' results. If you want to motivate somebody, Rohit shared a story with us how his parents attempted to motivate him as a child. You get all A's, you're going to get this gaming system. I think that an expectation can be used as a tool to motivate someone to achieve a a common goal. Um, But be careful 
not to disparage that person if that goal is not met, if that expectation is not met. Rohit, the story you shared with us, it sounds like your parents didn't do that. You did it to yourself, though. And where does that come from? How many other people out there don't have a favorable experience the way that you did? Mm-hmm. And a behavior like that is created to where they now feel unworthy. Where is that happening? So today's episode, I I think, was, was huge. Um, and thank you. Thank you for today. And, and what's funny is that wasn't even a, a main part of the story. But you asked, you're like, wait, time out. Explain what that felt like. Yeah. Go back in time. And that's when I was like, wow. I, I've never even thought about that program that I created for myself back then. But it's so, it, it's enlightened me. And I think about participation trophies. Because before I was like, you know, everyone should feel like they're contributing and in, in all this kind of stuff. But had I gotten C's or, or even reverse it, had, I, had my parents said, sorry, well, they did say, but um, had, I, <laughs> had I accepted it at the time, what's the agreement that I'm setting? What's the credibility that I'm establishing now? Okay, now I can bring down my minimum. Now I don't have to try as hard because I know if I say I'm going to get straight A's, but I get a B, that's okay with them. And it's okay. I end up with a gaming system. Next time, if I know, let's just say three hours of studying got me this result, well, now I'm going to try for two and a half. And that's what happens. an hour and a half. We keep trying to do the bare minimum in just everything that we do in life. Yeah. Whereas if you proactively get something done ahead of time, then you don't have the stress. You don't have the worry. Um, And that leads to just another valuable lesson that I had with learned today from Gummel at lunch, but that's topic of another day. Oh, okay, okay. So. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, men and women of all ages, thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of GYST Podcast. Get your shit together. GYSTpodcast.com. Hit us up and tune in next week for another fantastic episode of your favorite podcast. Peace out, players. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.